Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Kid, how are you getting on? How's the old lad getting on? Deadly. Sure, there's a grand stretch in the evenings. That waned wild tired, sir. Are you going out or are you going out out? Did you get the shift, did you? Give a shot, yeah. Love the gob. Yeah, right. Jesus, I've a head on me like a robber's dog. I have a bone to pick with you. Tick is two short planks. And neck. Oh, my, yeah. Got him well scundered. Gia Gritch, Connors at Hawtu, how are you all getting on? I hope all is well with you in day 9432 of lockdown. Yeah, so it feels like, isn't it? But hey, the sun is uber shining today, so maybe you are listening to me out in the garden as you're lying out. Um, maybe you are on a lovely walk or cycle or drive and you've got this on, and whatever it is, whatever the reason you have this on. I'm very glad to have you here. I am Nicola Barden and this is my podcast, Tis Yourself, which I'm currently recording in the kitchen <laughs> with something up against the door basically at the moment and please keep the dogs out for five seconds but there is always the possibility you will hear the dogs in this. A couple of episodes, you may have missed them, but there's a little snippets of the dogs I've left in uh, throughout some of my past interviews so maybe you might have heard them. Um, the premise of this podcast, if this is the first time that you've listened in is that I don't have any notes I have no you know scribbles written down about somebody so I can pretend I know all about them or the show and all that that they've been in um it is basically the fact that you uh, basically I just ask them how do people know you and we kind of get chatting from there and my next guest I knew him from one thing, my friend knew him from something else, you probably know him from something completely different. He is one of those Irish actors that has been in so many things and it was only afterwards I realised he was in The Fall and so that's another thing but I'm going to guess that most of you will know him from Game of Thrones. He played uh, Roose Bolton in the show up until season six I believe. Um, I am going to have to come clean. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I have no interest in it. I don't know anything. Like, I know winter is coming. And I know Jon Snow comes back or something. And I know that uh, Joe Jonas's girlfriend is in it. I think that's about it. Yeah. And I know it was filmed in Northern Ireland. So that's that's my level of info. I've, you know, I'm more into like... <laughs> crime like law and order and stuff like that you know but he is in some other stuff that i absolutely love my next guest is the fabulously talented michael McElhatton. you will probably know him as maybe you don't know him from game of thrones you'll know him from something else you'll hear now as the interview kicks off how i know him and how my friends knew him um but there i have to give a shout out to my friend dan bridge who has helped me clean up the audio there was a bit of um there was a bit of muffled sound coming just from the fact that we're doing this on Zoom. So apologies if it is a little bit muffly, but um, you should be able to hear it all. And yes, I'm just going to let Michael take over and chat now because you're not here to hear me, are you? 
Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you. I'm very, uh, yeah, getting through it, getting through it. <laughs> <laughs> Whereabouts in the world are you? In Dublin or where are you? Uh, yeah, no, I've, I've been in Dublin for um, a year, actually. I was away, yeah, I was away for a bit uh, working and then I, I've been, yeah, here since, since March last year. Yeah. Um, but it's fine, you know, it's fine. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's getting a lot easier now. There's... Uh, the evenings are getting longer and the weather is nicer and we can, we can get out. It makes, it makes like such a huge, huge difference. So, so. Oh, yeah. That, that uh, little bit of extra time, sunshine in the evening when you're just going for your 27th walk of the day <laughs> means yeah, a lot. Yeah. No, no, it does. Absolutely. And it does feel like, you know, slowly the wheels are turning and, uh, you know, I think, I think they, they, they certainly are ready to go. We're just, we just need the vaccine. But I think, you know, the all the, the facility centers and doctors are ready to, to get that into us as quickly as we can. So anyway, we, we've been here before, so we won't, uh, we won't turn fake. <laughs> yeah. I'm walking around with my arms on show in case any doctors pass with any spare vaccines. I'm like, guys, ready, whenever yes, you want. No. Yes, yes. Good idea. <laughs> Good idea. Um, one of the things I always ask people, you know, on the podcast is what people know you best from. And with a lot of, you know, singers I've had on, it's very easy. With you, when I mentioned to a couple of friends that I was interviewing you, each of us had a different thing that's sprung to mind with you. What do you find mm. the people mostly recognize you from? Either Game of Thrones or Paths of Freedom. Obviously in Ireland, it's, you're recognized for, for different things. Uh, generally, uh, I suppose abroad, obviously it's Game of Thrones. But here, here a lot of time it's Paths of Freedom or it's Game of Thrones or... Just bizarre. I met a guy in the canal the other night and just like an obscure Irish movie you did 25 years ago. And that's, that's all he knows you from. And that kind of, that's kind of weird. But um, what were the other ones? What were the other ones? Well, the first one that came to mind for me was Intermission. Right. Well, exactly. Well, actually Intermission as well. And there was someone else that mentioned, uh, is it Rats? Or you played Rats? Or the film was called Rats? Something like that. Yeah, well, that was that was a series called Paths to Freedom, and I played a character called Rats, and then we did a film after that called Spin the Bottle. And I, oh, yes. So, yeah. Or just Rats. Yeah. That was, that was, yeah. <laughs> it's mad how, like, just instantly with me, I'm like, well, he stole now. He left Deirdre O'Kane in intermission. That was it. And then my friend who loves Game of Thrones was like, he had a horrible death in Game of Thrones. Well, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was quick. It was quick. It was quick. <laughs> <laughs> like working on a, a show like that I suppose it's obviously it's an amazing experience but also it does get you global recognition then yeah well I mean that just became a, a phenomenon really after season three that's mm-hmm. really when it exploded and uh, a scene called The Red Wedding and the internet kind of lit up and yeah so there was a very very bright spotlight on that show for for ten you know seven or eight years anyway at least and anybody who was in it got, um, you know, a lot of recognition. So, yeah. And it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, it seems so long ago now, but, uh, <laughs> but it was. And, you know, I was on it for five, five years. So uh, uh, you never knew season to season whether you were going to make it or not. You know, the scripts would arrive and you'd flick through going, I don't know if I'm going to buy it this season or not. So you were always greatly relieved that you would make it through into the next season. Yeah, you're like, okay, there's someone dying. Check, check, check. Is it me? No, it's not me this yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. On average, it's about 
20 odd characters got killed per season. And it was yeah. still always it was still always shocking, wasn't it? You know? So that was kind of one of the, the amazing things about the writing of the show. Were you uh, were you kind of disappointed then when your your character died? Was it season six that you didn't get to the end, or was it kind of like this is a good way for him to, to you know, bow out? Yeah, no, I mean, you look, you you understand that you you can tell in the writing whether whether that you know they need to move on with that story. They needed to get rid of the Boltons and move on to the the next thing. So I um you know. I was incredibly grateful for my time on it. Uh, and yes, you know, I, 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 I took it gratefully. I took it gratefully. And look, thanks for the five seasons and we'll, uh, we'll move on. Yeah. And then you have to, of course, keep it secret because you can't tell anybody because it, there's such a hush around the show because everyone is so invested in it. So you're like, people are asking you, are you going to be in season seven before it's released? And you're like, I can't say anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's true and you can't. And really, you know, you don't want to because you don't want to ruin it for, for fans, really. And, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, there's so many people with that information. I mean, massive, you know, three massive crews around the world. You know, thousands of people know know the outcome, but but, but don't, uh, don't reveal it. And, you know, despite the fact of all the leaks that happened and the leaks and the scripts and everything, um, you want to keep a... You want to keep it, it secret for the fans, so you know it, it wasn't the, it wasn't difficult. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm I like hate when I see spoilers. Like I'm a big fan, let's say, of Peaky Blinders, and if somebody I see anything, I'm just like, no, I don't even. Yeah. When people are doing what will happen next season, I'm like, nope, don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, and it's impossible to avoid it because you know the press decides to leak stuff. You can't help but see an image or something like that or a headline. So. But anyway, I didn't let any cats out of the bag. So. <laughs> yeah, you're like, phew. <laughs> it did wonders for Ireland, though, obviously, with it being filmed in the north. And, you know, it's a thing that we see now in your new film as well, in the Winter Lake, filmed in Sligo. It really just shows how beautiful, like, the country is. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I, I really haven't spent any time in Sligo at all. And it's it's incredibly beautiful and really ancient, ancient history up there and these ancient burial grounds that are older than the pyramids. Uh, so it was, um, yeah, and I think you really get to see that in, in the movie, the, the rugged beauty of, uh, of Sligo. So yeah, it was a joy. Enjoy it. Between this and normal people, Sligo is on the map when we get to open back up again. Everyone's going to be wanting to go to Sligo. No, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good, I hope they do. I hope they do because I think it's one of those parts of Ireland that's kind of been ignored by the, the, the tourist board. You know, they've been always very into Cork and Kerry, which are obviously in Galway, which are all amazing parts of Ireland. But Sligo is, is a really, really beautiful place with amazing fishing and, and uh, uh, beaches up there. So, yeah, hopefully it will shine and spot that on. When did you guys actually film us? Two years ago. Wow. Yeah, exactly. It was actually this month, two years ago. Um, yes, and then of course, you know, the pandemic hit, so everything just gets backlogged. No. Yeah. Due to a Dover tunnel. Yeah. You're like, when is this going to come out? Because you're just like, you just have this thing that's made and done and ready to go, but yes. When is the cinema going to open up? Or when is it going yeah, to be streamed? Yeah, but that's, that's, I mean, that is the way with a lot of movies. Sometimes they can like the other times they, they get delayed and delayed. So you kind of do them and you just forget about them and, and you know, 
hopefully they get out. You know, hopefully they get out uh, or get some publicity. I mean, it's, it's incredibly hard for a small independent films at the moment, you know, just to to hear about them. It's, it's so, so difficult to get that, that, that publicity out there. So, um, look, hopefully they will do a bit on this and, and people will get to, get to see it. Your character is uh, not very nice in this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's troubled, he's troubled. Um, yeah, he's a man with a very dark past and uh, that he's desperately trying to uh, <laughs> conceal, really, him and his daughter. And I, I think a lot of the movie and the themes of the movie are about secrecy and, and, and hiding the past and how, how you just can't, once the gate is open, you just can't stop it. And it's, it's really for all the characters in the plays that their past comes back to haunt them. And that's really just, the lake is hugely symbolic of that. Um, so, yes, look, he's not, a, he's not a nice man, but um, initially... You know, he's troubled and we think he's there, you know, but and I, I suppose like most people, the power for self-delusion is is enormous. The atrocity we won't give it away, but what he's done, um, the power for self-delusion is 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 extraordinary and how he can still think that he can have a, a normal and wonderful relationship with his daughter, which he, he kind of does, you know. Your, and your daughter in it, Holly, is played by Emma Mackey, who people will know from Sex Education. Her Irish accent is really good. Isn't it? It's really, really good. And she's French, really. I mean, she sounds English. Her, you know, she's uh, an English, uh, an English dad and a French mom, but she was raised in France. So for a French uh, girl, her accent was, was really fantastic. And that's another comparison, I suppose, to normal people in that Daisy, obviously, Edgar Jones did a brilliant Sligo accent. Maybe the Sligo accent is the easiest Irish accent people can do or something. Yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they are. And it's, you know, history has shown that it's, it's not an easy accent to do and it's been massacred by many uh, uh, an actor. But uh, those two actresses, yeah, they did, they did an incredible job. Yeah. And it's not easy. So uh, things are improving. Yeah, well, we've seen even poor Jamie Dornan got abused for not being able to do an Irish accent at him from Ireland. So we do know it's not that easy to pin down. Yeah, yeah. And then there's, look, there's lots of Irish accents that, you know, that aren't exposed to the world, that if you did do them, people would be, you know, Americans go, that's not an Irish accent. We go, yeah, this is the way people sound in cabin. You know, if you did a cab <laughs> accent or a Kerry accent, they'd go, Really? Yeah, exactly. We, we we have a huge variety of accents in this country for such a small island. Yeah, yeah like Americans are, uh, the, you know, the British, they hear Killian Murphy talk, they think that's a Cork accent. You're like, that's not a real normal Cork accent. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you've worked with so many amazing actors. Obviously, in this film, we see it. The talent is there. Charlie Murphy is brilliant. Emma is brilliant. You've mm-hmm. worked with Killian a few times. You know, you've worked with, um, with Colin Meany. And, you know, each film, you seem to add another huge star to your, like, co-star list. Well, yeah, I suppose, you know, when, you think, when you're in this business long enough, you do get to work with uh, quite a lot of people. And it's lovely to work with people you've worked with before. Um, but as you say, I've worked with all of those people many, many times. Um, but it's always really exciting to work with new people and uh, discover new things. And that's why a lot of my work is, is abroad. Uh, and you get to work with so many new directors and crews and actors and 
that's uh, it just keeps it really fresh and uh, it's it's very stimulating. Yeah, like I imagine doing a small independent film like the, like the Winter Lake to get to see the new talent that is kind of the younger there, but then you've got the established actor like Charlie and you've getting a good mix there of, of the new talent and people who are quite established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all got on incredibly well. There was only only four of us in it and it was a low budget movie and we filmed mainly in this very damp house that you really wouldn't want to hang out in unless you were actually filming. And then we all shared this trailer around the back of the house and we all piled in there together and we all got on like a house on fire and, and it was it was a joy because everybody was, was so cool and nice so um it make, makes makes working on those things uh, so so much more pleasurable is it a case of you want to do one independent film and then like a big film so you get the the co-stars are lovely and cute but the next one you get the big trailer <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, everything everything has its everything has its advantages, and uh, you know you can't plan anything. You cannot plan anything in this industry. So, um, variety really is is kind of what you're looking for. Yeah, that, 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 in an ideal world, you can, you can mix it up and uh, swing between both, and both have their their, their pluses and their minuses. So, uh, I wouldn't necessarily pick one over the other. Was the Winter Lake the last thing you filmed then? Pre-pandemic? No, the wind, no, I did, no. And then I, I was doing two things. I was doing a series in Prague called The Wheel of Time that hasn't come out yet, despite the fact that we filmed, started filming it a year and a half ago. So I'm, I'm going back in six weeks to finish that off. And then I did um, I did a part in the Ridley Scott movie that we shot in France and here. So uh, they were the last. They were the last thing that we, yeah. So it must be really strange for you to be in Dublin as long as you've been, because you're so used to. Even if you're filming here, you're probably then going somewhere else afterwards, like you say, France and yeah. Prague. Yeah, oh, I'm going mad. I'm going absolutely mad. I need to I have no problem getting on a plane. <laughs> but I will. I, in six weeks, I will. I'll, I'll get on a plane and I'll go to Prague and do it. We work and uh, yeah, I just can't wait. Just a change of scene. It's the what I seem to be doing is washing up, cooking, going to soup plants, it's going to walk. And oh, yeah, the same 5k, the same 5k. I'm going, I can't believe the day's gone yet again. Uh, it's amazing how quickly it goes, isn't it? Yeah, and you're suddenly like, oh, today is Friday, right? Okay. Well, what'll I do tomorrow? Oh, probably yeah. the same it thing again. Matter. It doesn't matter if it's Monday or Sunday or Wednesday. It doesn't. It doesn't matter at all. So, but uh, look, the you know the extraordinary thing is the entire world has been in the same situation, and and, and we we we've had a far easier ride of it than most. And Dublin's a pretty great place to get stuck in, you know. And and last year the weather really was the the saving grace of it wasn't. Mm. Just, I mean, had had the weather been lousy, it would have been doubly miserable so um, just being able to stroll around and hang out and I'm going to have to walk with some old pals now this afternoon and you know, really looking forward to that and meeting people is vital I think you know I know so many people ended up getting cut off and you know not making that extra effort to, to call that person I'd love to meet but I, I just think for your mental health it's, it's really important to meet face to face and do that 
Oh, completely, because I safely, find that... You, safely and masked. Safely and masked, yes, of course. But yeah, no, I'm the same. I think like for ages there, I stopped meeting people because I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I was so worried about catching it. And then after a while, I met one friend for a walk and I was like, I felt so much better afterwards. Just yeah. not, not even talking about anything in particular. Like, Yeah, yeah. But it's amazing because different people bring different parts of you out, don't they, really? That's... That, mm. that, 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 that was, uh, um, yeah, so I'm making a concerted effort to uh, to do that. And uh, yeah, in six weeks I'll be away, hopefully, unless a fourth wave arrives. It's the latest now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's good to see that stuff are like film sets and stuff are opening back up at a a bit more rapid of a pace because I don't know about you, but I feel like I've watched everything that was ever put on television before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, you know, obviously the networks uh, are screaming out for, for new content and it's got a knock-on effect with advertising and everything else. So, yes, and every director and every actor and every makeup girl, you know, we want they won't want to get back to work. So, um, um, but look, we won't change it. We won't change. No, we won't. But if, look, if worst comes to worst, if the film gets pushed or the program gets pushed back, Ring or team, be like, listen, I'll do Fair City for a few weeks, right? I'll come in as a bad guy. Exactly, exactly. Um, so look, we'll, we, you know, we, we, we just keep positive. We'll keep positive. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, well, sure, look, as you see, you're, you know, the Winter Lake is finally getting some sort of, you know, being put out into the world that's taken two years to get here. You're seeing going back to work hopefully in six weeks. So that's, the positivity is what we all need to keep ourselves to keep ourselves semi-sane. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Interacting with people and, and, and doing and uh, for setting yourself tasks every day to do and, and try and complete. Uh, I'm uh, kind of currently doing a lot of exercise and doing all that. And I, I, I just find that so good for my head as well. So I think, uh, yeah, making yourself do things you don't particularly want to do every day is, um, you, you, you get some sense of accomplishment at the end of the day as you lying on the couch <laughs> yeah, yeah with a bar of arrows and you're like well with I did that or whatever whatever your advice is so we have those two sh- we have your Ridley Scott thing to look forward to and um, this other show do you know when that's going to be put out then I have no idea I mean I would I would uh I, I would think they'll try and get it out this year. There, there's eight episodes and we've done six, so there's another two to do. Um, yeah, so it's, it's um, based on this huge fantasy series of 14 novels and they've got a 100 million sales. I mean, it's just enormous. People mm. go online every time, a whole new world will open up. Um, and Amazon are yeah, Amazon are making it, and, and the scripts are amazing, and it's a, it's a young cast, and uh, I love being on it. So uh, hopefully it'll be out later this year. Well, those sci-fi fantasy things are absolutely massive. Books, films, TV shows—they're it's the new trend, definitely. So getting involved in something like that is definitely amazing for you. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, some work better than others, uh, uh, but but this one I hope does. You never know really until it's all put together. But I'd say the story is incredibly complex, deep, and uh, huge, huge worlds, and Amazon are spending uh, a fortune on it. So uh, I think it will look pretty amazing. Yeah. 
if Amazon are spending their money, it'll have to be good because <laughs> they're not going to put it and go, we'll just test it. They're like, this is going to work. Oh, no, no. no they're coming in very, very high. Very, <laughs> very high. Uh, Michael, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for taking this time out of your day. And uh, I can't wait to tell everyone that I was chatting to rats slash intermission slash Game of Thrones. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Anyway, lovely chatting to you. Thanks a lot. You too. So that was Michael McElhatton, of course, uber talented and other things he's been in. If it was, if you don't know him from uh, Game of Thrones or you don't know him from Intermission or Paths to Freedom, and I mentioned The Fall, he's been in Ripper Street, um, Titanic Blood and Steel. What else has he been in? Um, The Siege of Jadoville. He was in King Arthur. Oh, like he's in everything. And that new that new film, you can get it out, The Winter Lake. So you can get that in digital downloads. So like, you know, if you've got iTunes or if you've got Google Play, you just go on. I think it is $3.99. So it's also on YouTube as well. $3.99. Emma Mackey is in it from Sex Education. Charlie Murphy, you know her from Low Pay and with Peaky Blinders. Anson Boone is in it. It's like, it's one of those really slow burning kind of what's the story? Why is why are they being weird kind of visa? <laughs> so that is one to watch you after listening to that episode. Now you're probably wondering if you have subscribed um, on Spotify, if you followed or on Apple, if, if you saw correctly. And yes, I do have two episodes up today because they're both short, they're less than 20 minutes um, of chat with the guest. I decided to put up two for the price of one because usually the episodes are about 45 minutes or so. So switch on over to listen to my chat with Chloe Watkins, who plays Hockey for Ireland, great role model. And we really need to get behind the ladies ahead of the Olympics this year because look, we saw what they did in the World Cup. They broke records. So let's get behind them for the Olympics. And while you're here, why don't you subscribe, like, review, all that crack and jazz that all the other podcasts ask you to do. But most importantly, go and have a listen to another episode because I really, really love seeing those numbers go up. Anyway, I'm off. Good luck. See ya. Bye.